0: Daily Tennis Tip, Episode 244. What makes the same tennis court faster or slower from year to year? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong. Can you do it? Breakthrough. Can you move on you Wherever... welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment? I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Well, you remember the excuse you had when you were thinking about learning tennis, but you didn't have enough time? Well, you can throw that out the window. Check out my accelerator tennis system, a fresh start guide on how to play smart tennis. Take my knowledge and put it on top of your existing, or new tennis game, and watch your game skyrocket. I've got the case studies to prove it. Check out BackhandCity.com or click on the link in the show notes for Accelerator Tennis System, a fresh start guide on how to play smart tennis. Well, I took a couple of days off, and I'm feeling refreshed. And here we go with episode 244. And I got this question off Quora.com. What makes the same tennis court faster or slower from year to year? Now, I'm going to break it down into three typical venues that you might play tennis on. And I'm just doing this for educational purposes. I don't expect you to be able to walk on a court and tell what brand. Uh, and which company and what technology they use to make the court. But you should have some basic education on the type of court that you're playing on, whether it's a hard court or a clay court or what kind of synthetic material was used. So the first thing you need to consider is, is it one of three facilities? Is it a municipal, uh, municipal tennis court, like a park or public facility? Is it a private tennis club? Or is it a commercial operation? Because each of these work very differently and will have a different level of an investment and maintenance depending on the facility. For for example, a municipal facility, they're not going to put a lot of work into it. They're going to do the bare minimum. So you're going to see a lot of hard courts, and if they're clay courts, It's 50-50 whether maintained well or not. Obviously, if it's a private club, you're playing a lot of monthly dues and there's uh, probably going to be a lot of attention put to it. If it's a commercial operation, say it's an HOA or it's just an indoor club or somebody who just has some real estate and they're using part of the real estate for tennis, they could be highly incentivized as well. Now, obviously... All of this is going to be built on the individual competency and merit of the facility, so there are exceptions to every rule. But as a general rule, these are the three types of facilities you're going to run into, and obviously each of them has different motivations. So let's start off with probably the most common court you've seen, and it's called a hard court. A hard court is something you've seen at the U.S. Open. They use them at the Miami Open. They use them at public parks like the Crandon Park Tennis Center, or just your local municipality. It's super durable. They're typically made of asphalt or concrete, and then there's an acrylic layer on top that they use to paint the court. Now, a lot of times, like when you played here in Miami at the Crandon Park Tennis Facility, since they used to have the Miami, Miami Open every year, it was required by the ATP and the WTA to resurface and repaint the courts before every tournament. So those courts really were good from year to year. Now you may see a little bit different outcome because the courts are still being used the same amount, but they're not getting resurfaced every year because the tournament moved to the hard rock stadium. Now, one of the things that probably there's about four or five popular hard court surfaces. Deco turf was one. It was used at the U S open. And now Lakehold is another one that they use at the Miami open. Lakehold is now going to go and to the U.S. Open. And DecoTurf is typically pretty fast. Lakehold is typically really slow. And what do I mean by that? There's a lot more friction in the bounce in those courts. In fact, when you would play at that Miami Open venue out of Crandon Park, they'd even put a layer of sand in the paint to really slow it down. And I remember playing a pro out there one time and he had this huge serve and I was concerned. I was like, "Wow, this is going to be tough. It was a mixed doubles match. I was like, are we going to be able to return this? And it was amazing. The court just just slows the ball down so much. And that's kind of where people are going, especially at a professional level. They're trying to slow down the pace of the ball to promote more rallies. For the- so the first court that you're going to notice is called a hard court. The second court might be red clay. It's a little more difficult here in this part of the world, especially in the southeast or the northeast, or really there's no, not a lot of red clay out west or in the middle of the country. It's more of a European and South American surface. It's beautiful to play on, but it plays really slow. So if you ever get a chance to play on that, you will notice it's a lot different. Here uh, in America, Hartrew is essentially artificial clay, and it's also known as green clay, Hartrude is the brand name. Um, clay court's a little more slippery. The footing's different. You're not as stable. You might have to slide into your shot. So if you're a novice player, it might not be an ideal surface for you to learn on at first because the footing is a little bit different. You don't see this a lot, but the fourth surface is artificial grass. They've got a hotel here in downtown Miami. They've got artificial grass. They're actually really popular in the United Kingdom. When I played on the tour in Australia, they have a ton of artificial grass over there. It is a super fast surface. In fact, to slow it down, they will groom sand into the surface, which kind of is a little bit counterproductive. Yeah, it slows the ball down, but now you're playing on like miniature marbles and it's very slippery. Those of you who have played paddle tennis, which is the Spanish sport, they use artificial grass on all their surfaces and they groom very very specifically sand within there. So it gives you a little give, so you slide a little bit so you don't torque your knee. So good facilities know the right amount of sand to put into artificial grass, and they know to groom them so they can stay even. Uh, the fifth surface is grass courts. Grass courts are really hard to play on. Uh, typically here in America, The soil is a lot different than it is at Wimbledon, for example. So a lot of the grass courts here, if you ever get to play a tournament at a private facility, uh, they're a little spongier. So it's a little unnerving if you've never played on it because the ball really doesn't come up. So you have to really get used to moving forward to reach the ball because the ball really kind of skids through. I've never played at Wimbledon, but you can notice on TV the sod's a lot different. It's a lot firmer, bounce, and of course they've got a high budget. And they've got this hybrid grass technology that they use, which really makes the ball kick up a little bit higher and it causes more rallies. They changed that about 10 years ago to help slow the game down. So you can see the theme here. Everybody's trying to slow the game down for the professional standard. And so for us as recreational players, we have to adapt because they're going to change the courts for us. And then finally, the last court, we had one of these in New York City when I taught there. And I even reclassified it because it's indoor carpet and it's basically rolled out. It's really cushiony. This carpet in particular at the UN Plaza Hotel is slow and low. So the ball stays down and it's really spongy. So there's not a lot of give to it. Uh, It's soft, so it's good on your joints, but you can't really slide into shots. It takes a little while to get used to, but it really just kind of muffles everything in the bounce. So I don't expect you to become this court guru or expert, but I just think it's good for you to have a little bit of knowledge about why courts may be faster or slower. And then from year to year, to answer our initial question, it really depends on the maintenance of the facility. I know a couple HOAs now are taking advantage of this downtime during COVID-19. So they are spending their time and resources resurfacing and maintaining their courts because nobody's using them. But if you play here in Miami at the Crandon Park Tennis Center, look for those courts there to get a little bit faster every year because they're not resurfacing, resurfacing and repainting them every season. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go into iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified each day with a fresh episode. And if you want to get on our newsletter for the COVID-19 court reopenings, Just log on to the link in the show notes and you can join the newsletter and get updated daily with tips on when courts will open near you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. This is Brian Lutz of BackendCity.com. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you tomorrow.